Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the best workout plan for women during menopause and perimenopause. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So one of the most common questions we get asked by women over 40 is, what is the best workout plan to drop a dress size during menopause? So we've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt stuck because they didn't know what type of workouts were going to work for them. So instead, they were trying all of the things which used to work in their 20s and 30s, things like hip workouts, spinning, online gym classes, dog walking, jogging, swimming. But after a long week of exercising, they would step on the scales and see zero movement or maybe even be heavier than they were before. And when you're not seeing results, it's very, very hard to stay motivated. And that causes a lot of women to give up, leaving them stuck and unable to get their weight under control, choosing their clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing what they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right, especially in the more trendy shops and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes they can no longer wear and worrying that this might just be part of the aging process, which they're going to have to accept. And the reason this happens is simple. Women's bodies and hormones start to change as they approach the menopause, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle, and harder to lose it again with the normal methods of exercise. But with the right workout plan, one which is designed to work for women in menopause and perimenopause, you can quickly and easily get the scales moving, drop a couple of dress sizes, and feel amazing wearing anything you like in as little as 12 weeks. In today's podcast, we're going to reveal the best exercise approach for women during the menopause so you can do exactly that. Oh, so before we get into the best exercises themselves, it's important to get a little bit further into the changes that are happening in the body around menopause as this kind of affects what works and what doesn't. And it's very different to what's kind of happening in your 20s and 30s and therefore the approach that you need to take. So there's a number of changes. I'll start off with the, the most obvious one, which is the changes in female sex hormones, which happen in the run up to menopause, what's called perimenopause, which means near menopause. And this can start to have a real impact even years before clinical menopause. So clinical menopause is when someone goes a year without a period. But this is often hard to define because a lot of people are on birth control, which means they don't necessarily have regular periods. And you have to go an entire year of 12 you have to an entire year you have to go 12 months consecutively without having a period before you know you've hit clinical menopause now the average age for this is 51 but these changes we're talking about today can start to happen 10 or even more years before this so basically estrogen and progesterone the two main female sex hormones start to reduce um and what happens is you know the whole plethora of symptoms start to occur and there's some really commonly known ones that it's like the the hot flushes the night sweats brain fog and and many many more there's over 50 recognized symptoms now so we're not going to go through all 50 you're probably aware if you're starting to have some of these but things like low mood overwhelm anxiety things like that are also very common but it also leads to symptoms which affect your ability to exercise so things like joint aches and pains bad knees bad back uh, mobility issues as well things like frozen shoulder really common with the women we work with and um, and tennis elbow as well and 
The reason this is significant is because obviously these make it more difficult to do certain types of exercise and you could aggravate the knee problem or the, the shoulder problem if you do the wrong kind of exercise. And these are also both made worse if you're carrying a bit of extra weight as it puts a lot more load on the joints, it causes more inflammation and kind of creates this vicious cycle. So you want to try and keep your weight down and you want to do things that are not going to kind of aggravate those specific changes. But it's not just the the aches and pains that are the things you need to watch out for. There's a few other changes as well. So Ben, what's the next thing that kind of starts to happen as a result of these um, hormonal changes in the run-up to menopause? So the next thing that can happen is muscle mass and bone density decrease with age if you're not doing anything to counteract it. So what that means is you're going to end up with less muscle mass. Your muscle is going to essentially waste away. It's kind of a, a, the same effect as, you know, if you get a, if you've broken your arm and you get a cast spot on your arm, once you get that cast off, you've, you've suffered from sort of muscle wastage and that one arm now looks smaller than the other arm. So as you get older, you'll suffer more from this and your muscles will just kind of atrophy um, as you get older, just as a kind of a natural process. And then similarly with your bones, yeah, your bone density will decrease. So kind of the weight and the density and the strength of your bones will decrease with age. Now, what this can lead to is it can lead to feeling less toned and more flabby. So if you can imagine, let's say you weigh a certain amount and you know you maintain your weight, but the amount of muscle you have decreases and then the amount of fat you have increases, then you trend more to more, more and more towards being, well, literally skin and bone. So like skin, bones, body fat, which is going to mean you're going to feel you're going to feel very flabby you're not going to have much shape to your body you're not going to feel very toned so muscle mass is what makes you feel very toned it gives you shape to your body it makes you feel firm um so as you get older if your muscle mass decreases you're going to feel less toned and feel more flabby you're also going to feel weaker so if you haven't got as much muscle you're not going to have as much strength you're going to have poorer balance um you're going to be less energetic it can also cause issues with joints as well, because having muscle around your joints, so for example, if you have you know strong leg muscles around the knee joint, typically you're going to have healthier knees. You're going to, you know, those muscles will support the knee joint. So the less muscle you have, the more at risk you are for kind of joint-related injuries and joint-related issues. And then the bone density side of things that could eventually lead to osteoporosis, so porous bones, which can then cause serious issues as you get older. And Overall, the less muscle mass you have, the slower your metabolism is going to be. So it takes, essentially, it takes calories for you to maintain the amount of muscle that you have on your body. So the more muscle mass you have, the more calories are needed to maintain that amount of muscle mass. So if your muscle decreases, your requirement for calories on a day-to-day -day basis also decreases, meaning you can't eat as much food without gaining body fat. So the second change that happens is as you get older, muscle mass and bone density start to decrease if you're not doing anything to counteract it. Yeah, and we're going to talk about in a minute what you can do so that it's not all doom and gloom. But the last change that kind of happens, and it's a significant one, is because of these changes in the female sex hormone, so estrogen and progesterone, um, the sensitivity to the stress hormone cortisol increases in the run-up to menopause. And this happens with age anyway. So for men and women, the sensitivity to, to stress increases and when you're subjected to a source of stress, whether it is from um, your life, so from work, from family issues, um, but also from 
things related to health and fitness so like your sleep your diet you know if you starve yourself that's that's also a source of stress on the body if you do extreme workouts it's a source of stress as well whether you're male or female you're going to get higher levels of cortisol the stress hormone released as you get older from these things but for women this increases three times more than for men with age and this is because of the changes that happen in the run-up to menopause and perimenopause and it's a really really important thing because it completely changes the approach you need to take because if cortisol levels that stress hormone if they're too high what's called chronically elevated if they're high all the time it makes losing weight very very difficult and it leads to three major problems that we call the weight gain triangle so the first one is leptin resistance so leptin is a satiety hormone that will tell your body and your brain if you're full and if you have leptin resistance it doesn't perform properly basically you're going to have increased cravings and you're not even going to feel full if, if even if you've eaten so you're going to want to eat more of that junk food the chocolates the crisps you're going to be your mind's going to be calling out for that stuff and it's going to be really really hard to not overeat if stress levels are too high second thing is insulin resistance so insulin is a storage hormone if you have insulin resistance it means you're more likely to store body fat around the middle and that kind of middle age spread that most people are trying to avoid but they kind of fall foul of around menopause and then the last thing is thyroid deregulation. So the thyroid is the gland in your throat that controls your metabolism. If you have thyroid deregulation, it slows down your metabolism, meaning you have to eat a lot less to lose weight, which as Ben's already mentioned, losing muscle is something that can happen with age if you don't do the right things as well, especially around menopause. So if you add that to then these side effects, your metabolism is going to slow down from less muscle and it's going to slow down even more if you're overstressing the body doing the wrong things. So this weight gain triangle, leptin resistance, insulin resistance, and thyroid deregulation that can get triggered by overstressing the body means it's much harder to avoid gaining weight, let alone lose weight as you get older and as you approach menopause and perimenopause. And you've probably heard this from people or you felt it yourself, that it's really a lot more difficult to get the scales moving in the direction you want around menopause. So we need to do something different. Ultimately, you need to work with these changing hormones rather than against them. So what are the key things, Ben, that you need to do to actually see good results around menopause and perimenopause? So taking all of these changes, these changes into account, the best workout plan around menopause must achieve three things. So the first thing it needs to do is to keep cortisol levels low to moderate as this blocks weight loss. So if your cortisol is too high, you're not going to be able to lose weight. So we need to keep that under control. Second thing we need it to do is not overload the joints as if you get injured and then have, have to kind of take a extended period of time out of exercise or reduce your activity level, it's going to be very, very difficult to see results. And the third thing it must do is maintain muscle mass and bone density to keep your metabolism high and to maintain your health. So this rules out a lot of exercise. So the first thing that you're going to want to avoid if you're over 40 or in your 50s and you know around the menopause is long distance cardio so anything like you know running cycling etc that kind of long duration cardio so we're talking you know training for a 10k or half marathon or whatever that kind of long distance stuff all of that's really really good for improving your cardiovascular fitness so it will keep your heart healthy it'll keep your lungs healthy it's good it's good for kind of overall general health the negatives of it though are that it's going to reduce muscle mass, leading to, as we said, kind of less body shape, less tone, less firmness, um, also a slower slowing of the metabolism, especially if you're already losing muscle mass just because of age. It's going to make you feel flabbier. It's going to make you uh, less toned. And it can also be quite high impact. So, for example, running um, 
it can be bad for your back and your knees if you're carrying extra weight. And also, you know, if you're already more susceptible to joint issues because you're heading towards the menopause, that's going to be the injury risk just goes up and up and up. And it also triggers a relatively high stress response. So your body sees that kind of cardio exercise as a stressful activity, which means then cortisol is released and your cortisol levels are elevated, which makes fat loss more difficult. The second thing to avoid then is HIIT training or high intensity interval training and gym classes. So anything that's kind of cardio based. So even classes like body pump, et cetera, where, you know, you might be using weights, but really it's, you know, it's something where your heart rate is getting really, really elevated. It's really high intensity. Um, those things, again, have positives. It's good for getting fit quickly. It's good for kind of younger people who aren't carrying excess weight and are okay, you know, jumping around doing box jumps and burpees and all that kind of stuff, really sort of high impact stuff. It's absolutely fine. And negatives though, for women over 40, women approaching the menopause, are high impact exercise has a high injury risk. So especially for anyone carrying extra weight or with existing joint problems or struggling with their joints due to hormonal changes. And it's also highly stressful on the body as well, which triggers a high stress response, triggers that weight gain triangle and makes it more difficult to lose weight. So the things to avoid then, essentially, you could sum it up with cardio exercise. Long distance cardio is not going to be ideal. And also high intensity sort of short duration cardio is also not going to be ideal. So Rob, um, why don't you go through now what actually does work? What is actually the best approach? Awesome. So we need something that's going to keep that stress on the body and low. Like Ben said, it's not going to overload the joints and it's going to maintain mod, uh, that muscle mass and bone density, if not build it up so you feel firmer, more toned and more youthful. So in our experience, like I do think about this a lot. I, 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 different ages, you can, you know, there's, there's this rhetoric that goes around, which is like, whatever exercise you enjoy is the exercise you should do. And I completely agree with that for certain people, but for women over 40, I think that's completely wrong. There is one type of exercise that gets way, way better results. So in our experience, low impact strength training is by far the most effective training for women over 40. So we call this list training, L-I-L-I-S-T, low impact strength training. And we've worked with over 6,000 women now, and we've done this for a decade. And we actually even tried putting some more HIIT training in um, a few years ago. We tried putting more HIIT training into our clients' programs to see how it went and the results were worse. So we've we've literally tested this. We've seen clients who were doing loads of running come and join us, change to doing list training, reduce all the cardio, eliminate it altogether, and suddenly start losing weight really quickly and easily. Like I remember Sarah Davies, Ben, who worked with you, lost 45 and a half pounds, um, went from a size 14 to 16 to a size eight. And she did that by stopping running and her friends couldn't believe it. And there's a whole interview on this podcast with her and there's loads more examples of this. So this training is by far and away the best way to train if you want to look and feel good and lose weight quickly and easily as a woman over 40. So this basically just involves slow and controlled movements using either your body weight or moderate weights. So our clients typically just start with three small kettlebells. It's not like a gym class where you use kettlebells and swing them around. It's just the most efficient small weight that doesn't take up too much space in your house. And they typically just train three times a week um, for 30 to 45 minutes. And they lose one to two stone in 12 weeks. And the reason this works so well is it keeps stress levels on the body low. So it keeps your body in this optimal state for losing weight, especially around menopause and perimenopause. It doesn't trigger that weight gain triangle. Second reason it works really well is it builds muscle. 
So this tones you up all over. It basically counteracts what usually happens with aging when people don't do the right type of exercise. They either do too much cardio or they don't do any. So it will reduce your bingo wings or flatten your stomach. It will lift your bum. We've had clients tell us on you know, our various events we run over the over the last few years, retreats and things like this. They, I've had clients coming up to me and going, look, my bum used to, used to you know, feel like it was just sort of melding in, melting into my body as I got older and older. I thought that was it. Now it's back where it was you know, 10, 20, 25 years ago. It's lifted, it's firm, uh, and my partner can't believe it. And we've heard loads and loads of things like this. And the last thing it will do is it will increase your metabolism. So if you do this kind of low impact strength training, you can actually eat more and still lose weight easily. So I was looking in our, um, our community group today. I can't remember the client's name, um, but she was saying, I can't believe it. I've lost one stone, four pounds over the last 12 weeks. And I've been eating more than I, you know, more than I ever have when trying to lose weight. I can't actually believe it. So this type of training is really, really efficient. As I said, I train clients train three times a week from home and they can still see these amazing results. And most of our clients are super busy. So they need something that's going to be efficient. They can do from home. They can do in a break between back-to-back meetings. They can do before you know, they start their work day or afterwards. They can fit it in wherever they want in their week and still see great results. And you don't need to do anything crazy like burpees and jumping around. It's gentle on the joints and there's a low injury risk. You can keep going consistently and you can see really, really good results. And as a side note, the last thing to say is this, this type of training still improves cardio fitness. There's this fear that you have to do cardio to lose weight or to have any sort of cardiovascular fitness. But you still get out of breath if you're doing it properly, which we help all our clients to do. You still improve your cardio fitness, but you also change you know, your body shape dramatically and you lose way more weight from doing it if you're around menopause. So obviously we've talked a lot about this now, but it's just all well and good coming from me. I'm biased. I think this is the best type of training because we've done it for years and we know the amazing results we've seen. But Ben, why don't you share the results of um, what of our clients so people can kind of get an insight into what can be achieved doing this kind of exercise? So we've got a testimonial here from Sue Adcook, age 54. And she said, I was a size 12 over 10 stone and felt bloated, unhealthy and lethargic. I wore baggy clothes to hide lumps and bumps. In general, I was unhappy with how I looked and I was losing my zest for life. When I felt bored or unhappy, I'd open the wine at the end of the week to cheer myself up. That was then followed by crisps and chocolate. I had tried Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Slim Fast and Scottish Slimmers. I went to the gym four times a week and although I was quite fit, none of the exercise classes were making a difference to my body shape. I thought the program was expensive for something which was an online tool, but the results and reviews made me think it was worth a go. My three biggest wins so far are number one, mindset. This has helped so much. It was the reason behind why I was reaching for my wine and chocolate that were causing the issues and I don't have that now. Number two, even when I've gone off track, I don't give up. Ben is there to get me focused again. And number three, Learning about macros. Previously, I would follow a diet but make unhealthy choices. I can now see the benefits of staying on track with good food choices, and I think twice about what I choose before I eat it. Since joining, I have lost just over a stone, and the main thing for me is keeping it off, particularly over lockdown and festive period. I am a very comfortable size 10 and size 8 in some things. When buying clothes, I no longer hide under medium-sized jumpers as a small size is figure-hugging and flattering. I've lost fat around my lower stomach, which is something I never managed before. I'm fitter than I've been in years. I have more energy. I can hold my own in fitness challenges with younger workmates. Through the mindset work, I no longer react to situations by reaching for chocolate or wine and have a calmer attitude to life. I am happier and more confident and look forward to what lies ahead. So amazing testimonial there by Sue. It just shows kind of what's possible when you've got the right type of workout approach specifically designed 
for for your age and for your specific situation. And if you want more information about the program that Sue followed, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can find all the information you need on that page. And I'll just point out that Sue, Sue 54, she's you know going through the menopause, but she started off at size 12. And for some people, that is where they start. For other members, we've, you know, we've had them start size 20, size 22. There's a whole range. So just to point out, if you are, you know, if you are a higher size, don't feel discouraged that like maybe 10 stone is your goal when Sue got to everyone's different shape and size. Sue is very short and small. Um, so we've had loads of other examples, which you can see on that page that um, I'll get Ben to repeat the link in a minute. People like Lou Marsh, who went from a size 22 to a size eight to 10, uh, lost seven and a half stone and people, you know, all shapes and sizes in between that as well. So Ben, where can people go if they want to see some more examples of the results um, that can be achieved, you know, doing an approach ultimately that works with your changing body and hormone? So again, to get all that information, head over to www.fit40info.com and you can see all the results and get all the info you need on that page. Amazing. So that just about wraps up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next week for another episode. We will see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.